Hi, I'm Will Roadhouse, and I'm the CEO of Compass Group International, and welcome to another episode of Compass Concierge, the number one place for everything that has to do with retiring abroad. Today's podcast is a special podcast, and it was actually recommended by a very good friend of mine. And he said, Will, I love your podcast, but I have a suggestion for you. I think that a lot of the viewers, including myself, We'll get a better grasp in your concept of living abroad if you can give us examples of some of your clientele that you successfully relocated from Western countries to Asia or to any other country. And I thought that was a fantastic idea. And obviously, due to privacy reasons, I can't reveal their real names and their addresses, but I'll do the best I can with their permission uh, of giving you a... 35,000 feet overview of what their life was like in the States and then why they made a transition to a place like Thailand and fast forward to a couple years later, how they're getting acquainted in the country now. Do they still love it or are they ready for something else? So today's profile uh, comes from clients that are from Newport Beach and they actually live in Newport Coast. And before I start, Every single client in the two decades I've been in business, every single client of mine has eventually become very, very close friends of mine, even best friends. And I I think that's kind of, you know, why I enjoy what I do is because I get to meet uh, such amazing people out there and with such a rich history and background and such diversity. And by being able to help them into creating this happy place, this this dream home that they've always wanted and seeing the smiles on their face and the satisfaction they have and then sharing our lives together in developing new memories and experiences. This job is quite fulfilling. And I, as I tell people, I work every single day. There are no, I don't take any breaks. I don't take any vacations, but my work always feels like a vacation because I'm always in some cool country and it just doesn't feel like work. I love what I do. I have a passion for what I do. I have a passion for traveling. I have a passion uh, for real estate and I have a passion of working with people. I love people and I really enjoy working with people. So let's dive into this. So this couple, they're married, they're in their early 70s and they live in Newport Coast. Uh, Their home is roughly worth about $4 million. And uh, when I first had conversations with them, it was about three years ago. And uh, so fast forward really quick, uh, they currently live in Thailand today. And fourth quarter this year will be their third year here. So they're married in their early 70s. They have two grown children with grandchildren. And some of the grandchildren are actually uh, in college. And their financial background is uh, they're entrepreneurs, they own their own business, and then they sold it. Uh, So when I first met them, they were actually in a process of selling their business. They already had a buyer, and they're ready to basically finalize everything. And they came to me, actually, it was to refer someone else. And they came to me saying, well, we're looking at retiring in Latin America. Uh, actually in Costa Rica, and we hear that you're the person to go to. Because if you look at all of my social media over the last 18 years, the the vast majority of my early years 
has really been focused on Central America, more specifically Costa Rica. That is where I started my business. But since then, eight years ago, I made the transition to Asia because of not just the massive amount of opportunity in this region, but also I found it to, to, to really satisfy 100% of my needs as an expat, as an individual that is semi-retired and soon to be fully retired, Thailand offered me everything that Latin America couldn't. So when I sat, so when I sat down with the clients, uh, they had a number of questions. And, and what I like to do is I like to get them to open up and, and really reveal to me is, you know, what's their motivation and why they want to move in a Newport coast. I'm from Newport Beach myself. They know exactly where I lived. And I'm very familiar with the Newport Beach lifestyle. And for those of you uh, aren't geographically, uh, let's just say, if you, if you don't know where Newport Coast is, Newport Beach is actually a pretty big beach city. And there's so many different areas in Newport Beach. For an example, I lived in Newport Beach. Uh, but then there's places like Lido Island. Uh, there's... Uh, and then there's Newport Coast. Newport Coast is on PCH, but it's on the inland side, not on the coastal side. Uh, Newport Coast has these, you know, beautiful, monstrous homes uh, that's anywhere from condos that were starting in a way beginning many, many years ago, over a decade ago, that were starting for a million. And then you can find mega homes there for uh, over $100 million. I know of one very famous realtor there named John McMonagall. And he was actually developing a home in Newport Coast and the backyard actually had a par three hole in it. Uh, so Newport Coast is, you know, it's uh, basically a place for the one percenters. Uh, lots of affluence and quite a beautiful community. But the problem is it's not on the coast. You can't walk to the beach. So they live in Newport Coast. I understand their lifestyle and they're ready to sell their business uh, for a nice sum of money. But in addition to their, you know, getting the, the, the basically the, the sales proceeds from their business, they also have a nice es, a nest egg of equities and cash. They didn't own any other properties. Uh, they have children, which they bought their homes and paid cash for it. So they really didn't have any income property. Uh, they didn't have any other sources of income. They didn't own restaurants or bars, anything like that. Most of their, or pretty much all their time was focusing on developing their business and then now selling their business for a nice chunk of change. So when they came to me, they said, well, well, we're looking at Latin America because that's where we vacation. Uh, we've been to Mexico many times, to Cabo. We didn't care too much for it. And then a few times uh, we've been to Central America. So they've been to places like in Belize. They've been to Roatan. Uh, they've been to Costa Rica, they've been to Panama and Dominican Republic. And all those places, they love Costa Rica, and rightfully so, because of all those places in Central America, Costa Rica, it would be my pick if I had to live somewhere in Latin America. So as I dove into the conversation more, and I really like to understand people's lifestyle. And as the, we were discussing their lifestyle, and I asked them this question. I said, do you like your lifestyle in Newport Beach? They said, yes. I said, well, tell me what is it, be, what is it that you love about Newport Beach? 
They said, obviously, we love the weather. Newport Beach is gorgeous. Uh, we like going to the beach, uh, but we still have to fight the traffic. We still have to find a place to park. We love uh, being able to go to restaurants. Uh, but just like any person who lives in Southern California, nobody loves the traffic. And nobody loves fighting that 405, the 55, the 91. And the list goes on and on and on. Because even living in Newport Beach, and I have friends that lived in, uh, in Irvine, just that short drive that should normally take maybe about 20 minutes takes me like 45 minutes an hour because traffic gets worse and worse and worse. So they didn't, they didn't like the traffic and they didn't like the fact because they lived in Newport Beach for many, many decades and they didn't like how busy the coastal area was getting. I mean, they remember Huntington Beach a long time ago and was a sleepy little surf town. Now they don't want to bother going because it's just too nuts for them. And Newport Beach has always been their favorite beach, but it got really busy. Same with Laguna Beach, same exact thing. You can't really drive through Laguna Beach on the weekends because it's just so packed. So they wanted someplace a little bit more peaceful. And that's why they were looking at Costa Rica. When they were in Costa Rica, they stayed at the Four Seasons, which is in the Guanacaste region, uh, which is in the northern coast of Costa Rica on the Pacific side. And it's a very affluent area. It had many uh, high-end branded hotels like the Four Seasons. And they liked the Four Seasons. And, and I said, well, what is it that you liked about the Four Seasons? They said, well, we love the homes. Uh, the homes, they range roughly from about 25 a decent home is to be about $2.5 to $4 million. And that was within their ballpark. And they love the, the nice air. Uh, they, uh, they also agreed with me that the beaches in Newport Beach were actually nicer than Costa Rica because in the Four Seasons, one of the downfalls about the Four Seasons is it doesn't really have a nice beach. Uh, not a very big beach, should I say. So if you really want some nice beaches, you have to go into Coco or drive into Playa Hermosa, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away. And uh, they wanted the peace and quiet, but what they didn't like is the accessibility to nightlife, restaurants, and anything that you would do as a retiree. Going to see a movie. Well, there's no movie theaters there. You have to go to Liberia. Uh, they, uh, they like... Uh, the restaurants that were there, uh, but they felt that there wasn't enough of it. And so they were asking me if there's any other beach communities in Costa Rica that was a little bit more lively and a little bit bigger. And I said, yes, there are. It's more on the central coast like Jaco or Mano Antonio. I said, but the problem with Jaco, if you don't like Huntington Beach, you're not going to like Jaco because it's almost a mirror image. You have very young, rowdy people. It's a crazy city. It's fun. A lot of people enjoy it. Um, but I don't think it's up their alley. And I said, okay, we'll, we'll pass on that. Then, I, then we talked about Mano Antonio, which is a little bit further down south. And I said, but I think it's still a little too sleepy for you. If, you know, based on your lifestyle, what you're telling me, even though, you know, you seem to be very active and you want to do stuff, you just don't want to sit at home all day or, or, one of the problems of the Four Seasons is it's very secluded. Many people that actually live there, they just kind of stay there. <laughs> 
it's an inconvenience really to come out of the property and then go drive out and go all the way around the bay to go into Coco or go into Playa Hermosa. And they also didn't like that. So I said, okay, I don't want to burst your bubble, but if you weren't aware, I actually don't live in Costa Rica any longer. And they were actually surprised because I guess their friend didn't tell them. I said, yeah, I, I moved out of there over eight years ago. And actually, I'm talking to you from Thailand right now. So they're surprised. They're like, oh, really? And they're like, well, tell us why. Uh, why don't you live in Costa Rica anymore? And I basically revealed to them, and I'm sure you've heard my podcast. So I'm not going to repeat everything as far as the boredom factor and very limited to, uh, to nightlife, entertainment, and pretty much everything. I just didn't like the boredom factor. So if you, I'm not going to repeat it. But if you haven't heard it before, please revert back to my episodes two and three of Compass Concierge, and you'll hear a lot of the reasons why I've decided to move out of Latin America. So when I revealed this to them, they said, oh, my God. They said, and just like most clients, they're like, we never thought about that. We never thought because we went there on vacation and we would spend two weeks at the Four Seasons and we had a great time. And we thought it'd be a perfect place to live, but we never really thought what it'd be like to be here permanently six, nine, 12 months. I said, exactly. Nobody thinks about that. So I had to break them out of vacation mode and bring them back into resident mode. And that's always a huge challenge of new expats are looking to move abroad. You have to, you need to break out of that mindset as a vacationer and put on your, sh your pants as a full-time resident. It's completely different. So when I was explaining it to them and I was explaining Thailand to them, they, their ears started perking up. They're like, wow, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that. And some of the things, and again, I'm not going to reveal everything because uh, those that are listening to this, I just don't want to keep repeating the same thing over and over again on these podcasts. So just revert back to episode three and two. And there I will discuss in more detail about why Thailand is such an awesome place. But just a quick recap. Uh, one of the things that they were surprised about is that everybody speaks English. Uh, everyone that I've ever spoke to, they're like, oh, one of the challenges of going to Thailand is I don't speak Thai. Well, you have nothing to worry about because everybody speaks English. Where you're going to vacation, where you're going to live, everybody speaks English. So you have nothing to worry about. So I explain the immigration process. Uh, they have a, an amazing retirement program uh, that basically you can apply for when you're 50 and above. Uh, but for those that are 50 and younger, uh, there's another type of visa called the Thai Elite Visa. And this is what my clients opted. Uh, it's just basically paying a flat fee for a 20-year visa that's multi-entry. And that's what they did. So as we, as we were discussing, I said, okay, so what What's your budget? And they said, well, we would like to be under $3 million. And, and, I, and they said, we want to be on the beach. And that was one of the issues they had about Costa Rica is you can't own beachfront property. And I said, yeah, that, that it, it was a bummer to me when I went down there too. So they said, we want to be on the beach. I mean, not off, you know, not a block from the beach. We want a home on the beach. And I said, okay. And they said, well, our budget's $3 million, but we would like to spend less if we could. And just to reiterate, if you're not aware, 
as foreign buyers, there's no financing. So you have to pay cash for properties abroad. So unlike the United States or UK or even Australia and New Zealand where there's financing, uh, for, for foreigners purchasing in this country, it is cash purchases only. So I said, I have some great news for you. What if I can tell you I can find you that beach home and then in addition to that is I can find you another home in the city in Bangkok and it'll all fit under $3 million. And they're like, well, first of all, why would we want to live in Bangkok? And, and, I, and I asked him this question. I said, okay, so when you look at retirement life, you sold your business and you're, you're basically going to golf, you're going to go fishing, you're going to do beach activities. But have you ever been to, and I said, have you been to New York? I said, yeah. I said, pretty cool city, huh? They're like, yeah, we love it. It's a great city. It's very walkable. And I said the same exact thing when you go to many places like in Paris, France, or if you go to London, England, or even LA, and many other beach communities in the United States, they are attached to large cities. I said, imagine if you could have a home on the beach in Newport Beach, but also have a second home, like for an example, in West LA, where you can walk to everything, to entertainment nightlife. They're like, that would be really cool. That would be really cool. And so I, so I explained to them uh, the life in Bangkok and why, as a retiree, you want to have two homes. Myself, my wife, and I, we have three homes. We have one in Bangkok, which is our main home, and then we have two other homes, one in another beach city and another one in another beach city. And I explained that to them. I said, what you're going to find is you're going to probably spend maybe... 50% of your time at the beach and 50% of your time in the city. The reason why is because Bangkok has so much to offer. There's so many fun things you can do in Bangkok that beach cities don't provide. Even though these beach cities that I'm going to recommend and find a home for you is large. You know, there are two major malls. There are hundreds of restaurants. It's very reminiscent of Newport Beach. I said, but you're still missing a lot of shopping and and just other fun and materialistic things that you really don't think about when you're moving to a beach city. For an example, like Costa Rica, when, you, when you're thinking about the luxury life and a lot of people don't really understand their lifestyle. So if you are living in a life of luxury in the United States or in some Western country, what is the luxury life? The luxury life is you may have a multi-million dollar home, uh, you have accessibility to shopping. That means if you want to go out and buy a Ferrari or a Mercedes, it's there. It's accessible. If you want to go to fine dining restaurants and have a wide assortment of fine dining restaurants, it's there for you. Uh, simple things like movie theaters, bars, and having a lot of those type of things, it's accessible. Shopping is another one. Shopping is very, very important for the retiree and especially for someone um, that is transitioning from one luxury lifestyle and moving to another place. You want to have accessibility to world-class shopping. Where are you going to get that? You're going to get that in Bangkok. So they're like, okay, so what do you propose? I said, this is what we can do. Is we can, I'm budgeting about a million and a half 
for a beachfront home in a city called Hua Hin. And Hua Hin is, like I said, is very familiar and very similar to Newport Beach. It's small. <clears throat> it's a small little, it's a small big town. And I know that's kind of, uh, uh, it doesn't make sense, but it's small enough where you know where everything is. But it's large enough where you're not missing out on anything. As I mentioned, there are two major malls there. There are hundreds of restaurants of all ethnicities and types of cuisines. We have a lot of Italian restaurants. <clears throat> we have world-class golf. He's a golfer. So he actually belongs to Newport Beach Country Club. They both do. And so did I. Actually, I, when I lived in Newport Beach, I also belonged to Newport Beach Country Club. And they both golf frequently. I said, well, good news is, is that we have world-class golfing in Hua Hin. Hua Hin is actually considered the golf capital of Thailand. And the Black Mountain Golf Club has been ranked as the number one golf course in Asia by Golf Magazine. And overall, as far as ranking for best golf courses in the world, Black Mountain ranks as, I think, I think they're in the top 30 golf courses in the world. So they're like, wow, we never really thought about that. We never really thought about um, that there would be golf courses out there because we always thought that Thailand was very high density. Where Costa Rica, they also love the fact that there's some beautiful golf courses there. I said, no, everything is here for you. And I said, so a million and a half for a beachfront home. And then the other million, what I'm looking for, what I'm looking to get you is, or find you, is a beautiful penthouse. A beautiful penthouse condo. Imagine living in a place like New York, but filled with nicer people, cleaner, and having the same accessibility of everything within walking distance. Hundreds of restaurants, bars, any sort of food cuisines you want, shopping, movie theaters, world-class gyms, uh, large expat community, and also the, a transportation hub to your beach home. And they're like, well, what do you mean by transportation hub? I said, here's the great thing about Thailand is that in Costa Rica, you have to get a car. There's no question. You have to have a car. In Thailand, it's actually optional. You don't have to have one. But I recommend that we get you a car in Hua Hin and you leave it there. And then what you would do is you would take a shuttle bus, which is a beautiful minivan that's air-conditioned, and it only costs you $2.50 one way to Bangkok. And when you arrive in Bangkok, the building that I'm looking at for you, that bus terminal station is literally across the street from your building. So what that means is you walk out of your building with your overnight bag. Well, you probably don't need an overnight bag because majority of your stuff you already have there at your home. So you just bring yourself, you take the skywalk, you walk right over the bridge, and there you are in a transportation hub, and then you buy each buy a one-way ticket for $2.50 to Hua Hin, and then two and a half hours to three hours later, you're there, and then you have a car service pick you up and take you to your beach home. And they're like, really? And they're like, you don't think we need a car in Bangkok? I said, absolutely not. I said, I don't have a car. Yes, my wife has a car, but we seldomly use it. Because where I've chosen and of where I recommended for a place for you to live in Bangkok, you don't need a car. Where this building is, right next door, 
literally right next door, is a world-class hospital called Sukhumvit Hospital. That's like a three-minute walk from your building. Then on the other side of the building is you have a night market. Right there, you have a night market. And then next to the night market across the street, you have a world-class gym that is comparable to Equinox. And then you have movie theaters and you have restaurants there. Then across the street from there, yes, you have the major bus terminal. And then you also have the Gateway Mall. And the Gateway Mall is a large mini mall that also has tons of shopping, tons of fantastic restaurants, and you'll be fully entertained, coffee shops, everything. And then all surrounding the area, you have tons of restaurants and wine bars and microbreweries. And, and I said, here's, here's the best thing. Is I asked them, I said, do you like to go to spas? They're like, yeah, we love spas. I said, one of the great things about living in this area, it's a less than a five-minute taxi ride or a 15-minute walk from the building that I think that you guys would love. There's a place called Healthland. And Healthland are these giant, beautiful spas, day spas that are located throughout Thailand in all major cities. And I said, and you have a Healthland that's either a 15-minute walk from your building or just a five-minute taxi ride. And they're like, really? I said, yeah, I'll take you there. And there, one-hour massage, yes, it's a little bit more expensive uh, than your mom and pops, but it's $10 an hour. They're like, no way. I said, yes, $10 an hour for... A, a massage and that's where the prices start but it has full packages anything you want hot stone treatments hot oil facials um, different types of uh, Thai massage Swedish massage whatever you want and I said you know we'll go there and I actually have a video of um, of Healthland and I sent it to them and I said you're absolutely gonna love this area it's one of my favorite areas so they said okay we're sold. So what are our next steps? I said, the next steps are, is that I'm not going to bombard you with a whole bunch of different listings. You've basically given me a list of what you want, and I am going to give you two to three choices from each location. So from one, uh, one location is in Hua Hin, and another location is in Bangkok. And then you just look at those. And I have a strong feeling because I've been at this for 20 years that this is exactly what you're looking for. So fast forward, they loved um, these two properties. Uh, one property uh, was asking a, a little bit above 1.5 million, uh, but we we're able to negotiate down to 1.5 million. It's a three bedroom home with a den uh, that is right there on the beach, on the water. Uh, so basically toes in the sand is, is in their backyard, a uh, small little plunge pool, little tiny infinity pool. It's exactly what they're looking for for 1.5 million. That same exact home in Newport beach would probably be about four to 5 million. Same exact home in Laguna beach would be more, uh, same exact home in, in South Bay, like in Manhattan beach or Hermosa beach would be yeah, four to 5 million. So they love that home. And then the, the home in, in Bangkok, I really only gave them two choices. I gave them one penthouse and another penthouse, also in the same area. But I knew that the penthouse that the first choice I gave them, that's what they're going to fall in love with. 
Uh, it was a little bit more than a million dollars, um, but we have a good relationship with this developer. And my wife was able to negotiate a price uh, right, just right under a million dollars. And it's a fantastic, oh my God, it's so beautiful. It's uh, on the top level, it's a penthouse. It's two levels. So the first floor, when you walk in, uh, there's two bedrooms, kitchen and living area, and obviously have a patio. And then when you walk upstairs, you have two bedrooms. Uh, one of them is the master. Actually, I'm sorry, there are two dual masters upstairs. And then right in between the dual masters, you have this, uh, this study that can be converted into a den, a study, a hobby room, or so forth. And gorgeous. I mean, it's floor-to-ceiling windows, and they expand out so you can have that indoor-outdoor living gorgeous view of the city and then the amenities of this building uh the gym has a gorgeous gym with first class equipment it's not techno gym i think it was cybex or something in that line but um big enough where not just if you're an older person but even someone that is that has been exercising working out for over 30 years that gym is perfect for me uh they have great equipment free weights. Uh, they have a couple of rowing machines, elliptical treadmills, but they also have, uh, you know, these, um, obviously these universal machines that is very accessible to everybody. Then they also have, they don't have a steam room, but they have a sauna, male, and female lockers, but the pool, the pool is just to die for. It's a long infinity pool that looks directly into Sukhumvit and with this just this amazing 180 degree view of Bangkok. And at nighttime is just breathtakingly beautiful. Perfect place just to kind of, you can just sit there for hours at the edge of the pool, just looking at this view. Uh, it's quite spectacular. So those are the two properties they bought. And when we closed, they, they, they asked me, they said, so Will, and, and again, this, I was talking to them almost three years ago. And the market, obviously, was still increasing, still doing well. And they said, well, what do you think we should do with our home in Newport? I said, well, all your kids live in Newport. Uh, do you think that, are you planning to come back to the States? They said, well, yeah, we would like to come back during the holidays, especially maybe like Thanksgiving, Christmas, we'll come back. I said, well, why don't you just keep your house for now? I said, but I have a strong feeling that your kids are going to love Thailand that eventually you're probably not going to come to the States as much. Instead, they're going to be coming to visit you more. And they're like, really? I said, I said, trust me on that. It's just, that's what happens. People just love Thailand. And I said, uh, keep your home for now because obviously keep appreciating. But when the time comes, you want to sell it, then you can obviously, if the, if the price is right, uh, go back to your realtor and they can probably sell it very quickly. Or if you want me to list it, I can find a realtor for you. They said, okay, no problem. So when they, when they moved, uh, obviously, I, we, we helped them get their Thai elite visas. Uh, we bought them a, uh, we found their Mercedes, uh, what was it? Um, it's the SUV, a uh, Mercedes G GL, GL series, I think. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. And then uh, we helped them finish uh, their condos. The, the condo and also their beach home. Uh, we help them with any sort of, uh, of other uh, home furnishings they needed. 
But one of the things that we also did was we make sure that we just don't leave our clients hanging. So they want to get their driver's license. Uh, so we, our services, we also, we also got them driver's license. We handhold them in doing that. Uh, we got them bank accounts. Uh, we also set up an LLC for them. And what else did we do for them? Uh, obviously, we, there was one more thing that we did for them that I forgot. I'll come back to that in just a second. So we set everything up. And then once we set everything up for them, what we do is we take them on personal tours of the local area so they can be more familiar with the area. Uh, so we take them out to dinners and lunches. We, uh, for an example, in Bangkok, uh, we took them all throughout Bangkok. We showed them how to use the BTS system, so how to use the transit system. And I showed them this website. So here in Thailand, we have this, uh, it's our version of Yelp. It's called Wong Nai. And Wong Nai has an awesome Facebook page and they also have an app. And I said, make sure you like their Facebook page because they're foodies too. I said, one thing you're gonna find out is when you move to Thailand, you're gonna gain some weight because there's so many great places to eat and it's so freaking cheap. And, and they're like me, they love to eat anything. They're very well-traveled. So they went to Wang Nai and, and they're like, oh my God, it's like, it's like there's so much food porn on Wang Nai. They're like, we wanna go here, we wanna go here, we wanna go here. So we took them to a lot of very famous places that really only local Thais know. And so, and also we showed them the different malls, the, the different major mega malls uh, that's very close along the BTS station. So we showed them the M Quartier, Terminal 21, Central World, Siam Paragon, uh, MBK, and then we took them to other uh, business districts uh, like Silom and Sathorn. Uh, we took them to Chinatown, and we spent actually a whole day in Chinatown. And, and another day, we went to the Chow Chuck Market, which is a huge market. And then one night, we took them on a riverboat cruise. Uh, it was actually through the Banyan Tree. I went to the Banyan Tree dinner cruise with some friends before. We loved it so much that um, that I love to take my clients on that on that dinner cruise. So it is the Banyan Tree. So we have a Banyan Tree hotel. And Abentry also owns a boat and does a dinner cruise for like about 45 bucks per person. And it's just the best freaking food. And, it's, and it goes up and down the Chow Phraya River at nighttime, right before dusk. It's just gorgeous. Then we, did, we took them on some excursions just outside of town. So we showed them Ayutthaya. Ayutthaya is like a smaller version of Angkor Wat with all the old ruins. It's the original capital of Siam, of Thailand. And, uh, and we, we talked to them about the history. So hundreds of years ago, that was the, bank, that was the capital of Thailand. It wasn't Bangkok. It was Ayutthaya. And then we took them to a floating market. Uh, and then we took them to uh, other beach cities like Pattaya and Jiangtian. So we really spent a lot of time with them and showed them everything. So they, and then in Hua Hin, not just, it was very easy in Hua Hin because it's such a compact city. We show them all different restaurants, the different beach areas. Like uh, there's a beach area as you come in called Cha'am, Cha'am, and then there's Hua Hin, and then there's another beach city just north of us. Uh, we showed them different golf courses. We took them up to the Black Mountain Golf Club. And then we also took them to a couple of different vineyards. So in Hua Hin, just outside of Hua Hin, about 30 minutes, 30 or 45 minutes, um, there's a monsoon valley, uh, monsoon valley vineyard. We took them there and took them for lunch. 
And then there's another vineyard that's outside of Patia, which is also really cool. So that's part of our services. And that's what we did because we want to make our clients feel comfortable. So here's the, th- here's the things when things changed. So let me just take a quick sip of my coffee. So the very first year they moved in, they loved everything. And then <clears throat> fourth quarter is rolling around. So they're going to they're make their trip back to Newport Beach. And they're going to stay there from Thanksgiving to all of December and then come back um, to Thailand after the New Year's. And I said, well, make sure you come back definitely at least by January because Bangkok during Christmas time is one of the most beautiful places you will ever be, you will ever go. Just with the Christmas decorations, it's almost like you're in Rockefeller Center in New York. It's just gorgeous. They're like, okay. So they came back. Uh, they spent uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then and then obviously came back to Thailand in January. So here's where things changed. That was the last Christmas they spent in Newport Beach. So fast forward, uh, they would have their children. Uh, the homes were big enough, uh, so they would have their children come and visit them. And their kids loved it. And then they also have uh, one of their grown grandchildren uh, he's in college right now, and he is his passion is MMA, and obviously Thailand is is the home of Muay Thai, and every MMA fighter has to master the arts of Muay Thai, and uh, so we helped him <clears throat> find a great Muay Thai gym. There's obviously tons of them in Bangkok, but also nearby in Pattaya. And he actually really fell in love with the Pattaya Jom Tim area that we also found them, him, that his grandparents bought a one-bedroom condo right across from the beach in Jom Tim. It's under $100,000. He actually uh, trains in, in Pattaya and also uh, found a Thai girlfriend, an amazing woman that he really likes. And he basically fell in love with Thailand. So basically, he wanted to quit school, which was really funny. But grandparents and parents said, you need to get your degree because if you don't, we're not paying for anything. You're cut off. So obviously, he has two more years left. And his strategy is to do as much correspondence and online learning that he can while he's in Thailand. So he, spread, so he spends his time, half the time, in Orange County and then the other half of the time in, in Jom Tien Pattaya, soon to be full-time once he graduates from college. So let's fast forward. So fast forward to Q4 of, of um, so what year was that? So that was two years ago. This time, they decided that they're going to stay in Thailand and have all their kids come up for Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I said, that's a fantastic idea. Because Thailand just is, it's just such a fantastic place to spend a holiday. And a lot of people spend their winter holidays here because it's, it's, it's the best time of the year. So we really only have two seasons in Thailand. We have our wet season and we have our dry season. So our high season, which is our dry season, starts November and ends right around March. It's a, that's the best time to come to Thailand. The weather is perfect. It's not overly humid. And then we have our wet season, which is our rainy season, um, which is not bad. Just, you know, afternoon showers. Really, the only time that's really bad for Thailand is the month of October. 
October, it just rains like cats and dogs. That's really the only time. And it, but it's not bad. It's not bad. But other than that, whether it's high season or, or dry season or wet season, you're still fine. So the whole family came up and spent one side of the family. Uh, their grandkids came up for Thanksgiving, and then they went back home. And the other kids came up. Uh, other set of kids uh, came up on their uh, for Christmas. And how we actually organized their home is the penthouse, uh, the first floor, which has two bedrooms. Uh, one bedroom has a queen size bed for the parents. And then the second bedroom is for the kids. So we actually put two sets of bunk beds, one in each wall. Uh, so if the kids brought friends or so forth, you could just throw them all in there. So four kids can basically be in that room. And then upstairs, they basically made it their own private retreat. So they have their master bedroom. And then the small study uh, became her hobby room. And then the other master bedroom, uh, he thought, here's the funny thing is, is that every entrepreneur or business owner thinks that, oh, well, I'm never going to actually retire. I'm still going to do some sort of work because they just don't want to be bored. And so many of my friends that are in their 30s or 40s and 50s, um, when I tell them, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, when I'm 50, I'm done. And that's not too far away. They're like, well, aren't you going to be bored? I said, no, because I live in Thailand. I'm never going to be bored. And, I, and they're like, well, I can never retire. I always have to work. And that's kind of the same philosophy that he had. So in the beginning, he converted that master bedroom into an office. But lo and behold, he never used it because there were so many things to keep them occupied in Bangkok that he never felt the need to work. I mean, it's shocking. It's funny when I see them and they're like, Will, oh my God, have you been here? Have you been here? Have you tried this restaurant, that restaurant? There are places that they know of now that I've never been to or my wife has been, hasn't been to. And I'm like, geez, you guys are becoming more of an expert in that area than I am. And they're like, oh my God, they're like, we're going to go here, we're going to go there. And they actually haven't, they're travelers, but they have found in the last, let's just say two and a half years, they found so many things to do just within a country of Thailand. They haven't even had time yet to explore some of the other countries. Uh, so they did take a trip to Angkor Wat. Uh, Cambodia is right next door to us. So Angkor Wat is a huge UNESCO heritage site. Uh, but they haven't been to like Laos or Vietnam or Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines or Taiwan. They haven't really done those those other countries yet because Thailand has really filled their needs in so much adventure. Uh, they spent some time up north in Chiang Mai. Uh, they visited all the islands in Thailand. Uh, they've, uh, you know, they they've done Phuket down south. There are just so many different areas that they love to travel. And traveling within the region, within Thailand, is so cheap because airfare is just like dirt freaking cheap. It's so inexpensive. So they love. And, and I'm always looking at pictures on our Facebook. And, and they're just so extremely happy uh, with, with their move to Thailand. And here's the funny thing, too, is they actually disagreed with me. They said, well, well, yeah, you know, we like the idea of having two homes. But we really don't think we want to spend a lot of time in Bangkok. I said, well, you'll see. I, you'll see. And they're like, okay. We really think that, you know, that's what we want. We want to stay at the beach 
and maybe we might come to the city uh, maybe once a month or something. I said, okay, but you'll see. Lo and behold, it's 50-50. They actually, I think, spend more time in Bangkok than they do at the beach because where they live is just filled with so many cool things to do. Because remember that when I, when, I, when I was talking about the luxury lifestyle earlier in this podcast, the luxury lifestyle, when you're trying to transfer your luxury lifestyle to another country, it, does, it doesn't translate well. What I mean by that is if you're going from someplace like Beverly Hills, you have a $6 million home and you're moving to Costa Rica, that home in Costa Rica is not a true getaway because you're missing out on everything. Yeah, you have a gorgeous home, maybe another three to four to $5 million home in Costa Rica, but it's missing all the luxurious things that you have in Beverly Hills, shopping, nightlife, entertainment, accessibility to everything. That's what people don't realize. And what, my, and what these clients have realized is that Bangkok fills that need that they didn't even have in Newport Beach. Because in Newport Beach, they still had to drive everywhere. If they want to go to Laguna, they had to get in their car and fight the traffic of Laguna. If they want to go to Irvine, if they want to go to even down to the coast area to Newport Beach, they had to fight the traffic and find parking. If they wanted to go visit some friends in L.A. in the South Bay area, and again... They had to fight traffic. But in Bangkok, the convenience factor of having everything at your disposal within an arm's reach spoiled the crap out of them. And that is what it's done for me. That's why I always tell people Thailand is the place, is the perfect haven, is the perfect place for a retiree. So personally, I think they actually spend uh, 60% of their time in Bangkok and 40% of time in, in their beach home. Not that there's nothing wrong with the beach home. It's just that they haven't, they haven't, they haven't run out of stuff to do in Bangkok. <laughs> just like I haven't either. I mean, it's funny because my wife and I, we're always looking because we're foodies too. We're always looking for new cool places to eat and new cool things to do and there's always new things popping up so the, so bangkok is never boring and in the beach cities which is cool too there's always new things popping up too so one of the cool things that what i love about hua hin is that it's basically kiteboarding capital of thailand and so kiteboarding is something that i'm going to start doing uh here very shortly uh, i i love the idea it's such a great upper body workout and it's just so cool. Have you ever seen kiteboarding? You're basically uh, strapped to a very short board. And then you have this harness on and you have this giant parachute, which is a kite that kind of pushes you out. And you can do a lot of tricks. I snowboard myself. So what people tell me is it should be a very, very easy transition for me. So back to the profile. So, they're, so the families love Thailand. Their grandkids love Thailand, and especially their eldest grandkid, uh, which has fallen in love with the country. And one of the one of the most interesting things too is when I was talking to their grandson, I said, "If you love this country, you know, and you're looking for opportunities, there's more than just becoming an instructor, a Muay Thai instructor at your gym. 
because you don't have your college degree, you can actually teach English. And there's a tremendous need for that, to have native speaking, English speaking individuals that can teach English. And you don't have to speak Thai. They're always looking for English speaking on teachers. And the other thing too, is there's a lot of opportunities because Western products are always interesting. Uh, basically, uh, Thai people love Western products, whether it comes from Australia or New Zealand or the United States or Canada or even UK, uh, as opposed to products that come from China. I said, you'll find something here that you can do and to supplement your income. And he's like, okay, great. I said, also, if you want to sell real estate, you could do that too. Just let me know. <laughs> so this is the profile, the very first profile of one of my clients that have made a happy transition is that they eventually sold their home in Newport Beach because they felt that it was sitting there being empty and uh, the market was ripe. So they, they sold it within 30 days. It's a beautiful home. They priced it right. And they live full-time in Thailand. And when they come to the States to visit, they just stay at their kids in Newport Beach. And that is the one thing that you're going to realize living here in this country. When I first moved here eight years ago, it was, let's just say, I would go there 30% of the time and then be in the States 70% of the time. Then as the years progressed, it became 50-50. And then it became more weighted towards Thailand. Now... I'm here 90 to 95% of my time and in the States, you know, five to 10% of my time. And I only go back to the States if I have very important meetings and also to, uh, to see my family, but my family also lives abroad too. So all of us live abroad most of the time. And the reason why is, is that one thing is very interesting and you're going to find this to be truth, a, a, a true picture of your future should you decide to keep a home in the States? I told my clients, I, I said, I told these clients, I said, you're probably going to eventually sell your Newport home because when you come back to the States, there are so many aspects of Thailand and your life there in Thailand that you're going to miss. The, a lot of the conveniences of the lifestyle, the nice people, and just the day-to-day activities. You're never bored. So when they came back that first year uh, for the winter, and they were they were in the states for about a month and a half. When they came back to Thailand, uh, we had dinner, and they said, "You're right." They said we just sat there and really had nothing to do. Where in Thailand, whether we live at, the, at our beach home or in a condo in Bangkok, there was always something to do. If my wife and I. If we want to go to wine bar, it's right down the street. Uh, we want to go eat somewhere. We want to go to a bakery. We want to go to a coffee shop. It's all right there. We want to go to a movie theater. Movie theater is right next door to them. Everything was so convenient that they didn't have to plan for everything. Where in the States, if, if you want to go somewhere, you have to plan for something, especially if you live in a very high density city like in, in California, like in Orange County. If you want to go visit your friends and, you know, if you live in a coastal area and they live in Inland Empire, you have to plan for that because that's an hour, an hour and a half drive. Well, here in Thailand, you don't have to. Even if they wanted to go, let's just say uh, one of their favorite places to eat is in Laguna Beach. If they want to go to their breakfast spot in Laguna Beach, 
they have to go there early and they're expecting to wait for 45 minutes to an hour. Where in Thailand, we don't have those kind of queues, we don't have those kind of waits because we have so many restaurants. Literally where they live, there are hundreds of restaurants. Where my wife and I live, we don't live too far from them, hundreds of restaurants. And a convenience factor that they can, uh, that they can walk across the street to the bus terminal and take a minivan, a private minivan, to their home in Hua Hin for $2.50 one way. They love that. They just love being pampered. They love being pampered. And then now, fast forward, uh, they actually, we found them a housemaid uh, that actually is an on-site live-in maid in their beach property. Because one of the great things I forgot to mention about their beach property is a lot of single-family homes in Thailand and even uh, penthouses. This penthouse didn't. Many penthouses and many homes actually have a designated maid's quarter that is on the other side of the home away from your bedroom. And this home had little maid's quarters on the other side of the home. So they have a live-in maid. Uh, she is from Myanmar, a very nice elderly lady, and takes care of everything for them, cooks, cleans, does absolutely everything for them. They love her. And, uh, you know, we do all the vetting. And then if one of our clients wants a maid, we, do, we take care of that for them. So they live a pampered life. They are chauffeured everywhere. Uh, they are basically enriching their lives with lots of new experience because they've done the Latin America thing and they never realized that life as a retiree can offer them so many more benefits as a retiree that they never even thought of. And that's the idea of these podcasts. It's from my clients and my, and my future clients that are looking to retire. These podcasts are to share my experiences with myself and my clients and let you know that there's a whole other world out there that you have not realized and have not experienced. There's more to just Latin America. There's more than just Southern Europe. Southeast Asia, but specifically Thailand, is a haven. This place is unbelievable. It is I don't want you to keep listening to my podcast. I want you to come down here and experience it for yourself. I really do. I really do. Uh, because that's really the only way you're going to realize. And every single client that I have moved here never regretted it. And if anything, uh, they, they're very thankful uh, that I pointed them to the right direction. Because I've been doing it for such a long time that I understand what the needs are uh, for a future retiree. So this is basically the end of my podcast, and I wanted to share this with you, and I hope that uh, this has opened your eyes to something new. So thanks again for joining me, and I'll talk to you soon.